This week on This Glory Life, the jig is up. You can run, but my poison always finds you. Body finds themselves in a dangerous situation. It feels like if you've ever uh, like tried to wipe your nose right after you put like Vicks vapor rub on your chest, that's exactly what it feels like. How it feels to chew strad gum. <laughs> <laughs> but is there still time? Halflin, are you sure you can remain silent? Oh, absolutely not. Well, don't worry. I'll save it for the end. <laughs> and what of that mysterious patron? He's here, and he seems dead set on making this place his. At the end, is there any way they can make an even bigger mess? If the tabloids were following me, I'd purposely glue my hand to the table and be like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to find out. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the next installment of This Galarian Life. This is your GM, Derek, coming to you live from eight hours before this episode goes live. So I guess th- th- this is past me talking to you in the future. Ooh. Anyway, this is our final heist episode, so I hope you enjoy it. We will be returning to our normally scheduled adventure path next week. So I hope you're all excited about that. Book 5 should be very exciting. I don't really have much to say this week, so just remember, subscribe, follow us on iTunes, like, review, all those kinds of things. There's some links in the description below that are really cool if you want to check those out. Follow us or check us out on Patreon if you want some cool bonus content. Let's get you right into the tail end of this heist. Presenting episode 114. Another Heist episode. Gina Pendleton walks for the second time in the last, say, month into the office that she hasn't been in for uh, quite a while, at least since the divorce, but maybe this is a new habit. Uh, The office is empty, unlike last time, because Tony has cleared all of his appointments, and instead of the, uh, whatever the woman's name was that was running reception last time uh tony is sitting behind it uh writing on a notepad oh uh didn't quite expect to see you i knew you were coming but you know i didn't know if i should believe you if you trust me so what is it you wanted to talk about truxtina would you like a muffin uh no thanks um i got really drunk with gals last night and it's stomach is you know so what is it I'm thinking about coming back to Kragadon. You seemed so, uh, a bit of wanderlust in your eyes last time you left. Uh, what, what's changed? Uh, well, you know, satisfied some of those urges, so to speak. And, uh, apparently there's a lot of stuff going on uh, underneath the city that needs taken care of. <laughs> when, you, when you say underneath the city, are you talking physically or uh, metaphorically? Uh, well, a little bit of both, honestly. So, um, you know, we went down into the vaults recently, and there's like this dead golem. Well, I mean, golems can't really die, but you know what I mean. Like a golem that was all broken up, and I met this no- this dwarf who, uh, she seemed a little bit off her rocker, but her and this dwarf uh, Neblin, who used to be Truxton's girlfriend before he died, they're trying to figure out what's going on down there. And then, then there's also... This guy, Richard, who um, is in the city, and he's teamed up with some of, you know, the more metaphorical underbelly that you mentioned to kill one of my uh, original group members. So, um, Well, I wouldn't necessarily call uh, Richard the metaphorical underbelly. He, he is the underbelly. Look, I mean, I, I'm sure you can get it. You understand at this point that, like, I came to you because, well, you have connections, and maybe we could put aside some of our previous interactions to help each other out. How much do you know about Richard? Honestly, not that much. Hmm. Well, you know how I uh, used to pay protection, essentially by offering my services for some of the more unhinged members of the, the family? Yeah, yeah, that's how I met you. You helped out my uncle. Well, it's been 
two or three months, maybe. Uh, let's just say I'm not getting as much business anymore. Under new management, not allowing the people to come see me. Richard comes to town. Nobody knows anything about him. Next thing you know, the... <laughs> All of the upper members of the family are just kind of dead. And Richard takes over. And I don't know why he would ever find himself in Krogodon. He could run any sort of crime family he wanted. Hell, he could run militaries. But he's here, and he seems dead set on making this place his. Whatever, whatever power, whatever. I, it, it doesn't make any sense why he'd be here is all I'm saying, but that's what it is now. Anybody who's anybody in the underbelly, or some, t- some of the upper belly, I guess, even, works for him. So, let me just get this straight here, Tommy. Mob's been going in Krogadon just fine for, for years, for decades. Yep. This, this human shows up, murders half the group, takes control over it. At the same time, there's like a disappearance of an important artifact from the vaults, and there's some kind of weird murder mystery going on underground in those tunnels nearby. I, I don't think the timeline quite works like that. The vaults were invaded two years ago, so he would have been here. He came a couple months ago. I mean, it's weird that all this is coming to a head all at the same time, though, yes. That's what I'm saying. But I don't know if they're all connected. But if they are, and he's in control of the families, then that's going to be a lot to take care of. Are you willing to set aside your differences with me and help me figure out what the hell is going on here? Gina, I never had any differences with you. But, I mean, you said you didn't, but I mean... I, th- I think that it was best for Gragadon, yes, to return to the old ways. Whatever this man is, there's something deeply dangerous around him that's not just running drugs and running protection and having a concrete business. So I think there's something more deadly, more dangerous, more powerful behind him. So whatever I can do, I think it's best we and he kind of looks over his shoulder. We figure this out. If you need a place to stay, I can sleep on the couch. Well, you know, I wasn't going to ask, but now that you bought it. Get your stuff. <sighs> is this this little dwarven girl, does she have a place to stay? I've got no idea. I'll figure it out. Bring her, bring this for Nevelyn, and we'll, we'll work it out. It'd actually be kind of interesting to hear some of her stories of trucks. <laughs> you know, it was, well, about, you know, we'll talk about that later, Tony. A lot has happened in the past couple of years, but I do, I do appreciate it. And uh, Gina kind of goes over and gives Tony like a, a side hug and puts her ratted up beehive of a hair kind of sh- shoulder for a sec. And it's just like, I think this is, I think this is our best option. Meanwhile, in the under caverns of the Pestilence Palace in the Fangwood Forest. So, you all have successfully swapped out the swords and completed the mission that Galarian and Ogden by your employer, had given to you. However, you seem to have run into a little bit of a snag as... When you reach the area uh, where you freed the Dryads, uh, you find a host of Dryads waiting for you, along with a variety of other Fae holding various weapons, uh, looking uh, not exactly like they're about to continue the party with you. I have to say, we did switch around your artifact. We didn't actually steal it. There was a bit of a miscommunication last time. Our boss didn't want to get on your bad side. So we brought the artifact back. So really, we gave it. The, uh, kind of the leader of this pack is the, uh, the stronger dryad. It seemed to be the, the leader when you were freeing them from the, the different smaller caves where they had been, um, kind of like barred in. She seems kind of confused by your statement, Edgar, and says, 
well, I'm so sorry that we have to do this. I, there's kind of a, a little bit of remorse in her face, but we knew the only way to get out of here, to escape this palace, to, to try and find Gendowin and fix this mess that our has caused, all of this suffering and death and decay. Well, you were all a bartering chip and you dropped in our laps so easily, so I... And I, uh, you know, we, we appreciate well, that. I have to say, we did switch around your artifact. We didn't actually steal it. There was a bit of a miscommunication last time. Our boss didn't want to get on your bad side. So we brought the artifact back. So really, we gave it. The the Hammerdryad kind of looks even more confused now as Edgar just repeats the line that he had just said a second ago when it made sense, but now it doesn't. And it's, you know, kind of word for word in there. And so I'm going to need everyone to roll initiative as the Hammerdryad pulls out... Um, she has a weapon, I believe. No, she has lots of spells. I'm surprised we didn't wait for Derek. No, because he, he comes at the end, so it's fine. Uh, I got a 12. Uh, so technically, Edgar would go first. Uh, what would Edgar do, Lucy? Um, I will... I think I'll, I'll try to, you know, explain the misunderstanding. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go and, for uh, three, three times a charm. I have to say, we did switch around your artifact. We didn't actually steal it. There was a bit of a miscommunication last time. Our boss didn't want to get on your bad side. So we brought the artifact back. So really, we gave it. So Edgar repeats the line that he had, had said. Um, it is the Hamadryad's turn, which none of you ever asked her name. I even went and used a fucking fey name generator for her. Hey, what's your name? Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, her name is Uzarme Doo Dancer. The um, Doo Doo Dancer. Uh, so Uzarme uh, seems kind of confused, but since you all are just standing there and haven't really initiated any combat, even after she admitted that she basically turned y'all in for uh, her freedom, as well as um, something about helping Gendawin and stopping the, the, the plague. Uh, so she pulls out her dagger very lightly and kind of cautiously approaches Edgar, who is finishing up his, his spiel about swapping the swords out. And she stabs him. Roll it. Miles, see if you can beat my AC. Uh, does a 26 hit you, Edgar? Oh my god, you'll never guess it. 26 is my AC. No way. <laughs> it is. It really is. No, it's, it's, it straight up is. But I've got bad news for her. Yeah, about bad that. Have. It goes right through me. So we flash back to a couple minutes ago. Should what I... is going through your head right now, Drahachl? Well, if we're going to get out of this, we better make a diversion. Having learned uh, something uh, about what's happening ahead, uh, I do some uh, quick illusion magic to uh, make some people invisible, except for a hateful halfling who insists on going into the danger zone. Uh, but everyone else, uh, particularly our psychic, uh, gets a major image so that they can say something. The problem with that is programming the image to do certain things. Concentration's hard whenever you're far, far enough away. So occasionally they might repeat themselves. Um, as you're, you know, casting these spells and, and creating uh, images of your party members to appear in front of the dryads, you all are invisible, hiding off a little bit of ways, watching this all go down, apart from Anna Gallus, who is silently standing along with the images. And Halfling, are you sure you can remain silent? Oh, absolutely not. Well, don't worry. I'll save it for the end. <laughs> <sighs> you better not ruin this. That's okay. I have a gift to give back. Yes, I remember having to turn those invisible as well. This is going to go swimmingly. I'm not going to be able to hear anything for a week. So we, we flash back to the present where we realized that uh, Drahachthul had... Uh, 
preempted this uh, by creating a distraction for the dryads and other fae. And Uzarme has just realized that that has happened as her dagger kind of just drifts through the image of Edgar. Um, and she realizes that she has been tricked. And she looks even more confused at this point and tries grasping at the image of Liv Shriver and of Truxton Pendleton and is just like, they're not, where are they? And then she begins to approach Anna Gallus. Anna Gallus, what do you do? Uh, Anna Gallus was lowering his hand down to his rapier. He looks across the denizens of guards surrounding him to a little red cap in the back who's not wearing, in fact, the red cap. And his hand keeps his hand keeps dropping further past the sword, and he says, "Oh, you know, you could have chosen any of us four, and you chose me last. Yeah, I know, I'm the real one. Anyway, uh, I've got to head out of here, but I got to give this back first." As he throws the red cap to the headless one. Uh, at the end of the day, folks. Well, let's just put it this way: it's been a blast. Flashback. Ha ha ha. The flashback, as we're going through this dungeon, we see this big open room. Anna Gallus is looking down at his watch, doing some numbers in his head. As they're walking, he's surreptitiously using a uh, sleight of hand to throw these magical objects up into the ceiling and on, into some corners. He throws like five or six in total all around. And he's looking very carefully at the room to remember exactly, precisely where he needs to be to activate the safe uh as you do this, um, there's a little clockwork spider creature that comes out. This has happened before you see the gear ghost first, quote-unquote, first time last week. And it kind of looks at you and clicks its little claws a bit and holds them out to you. Um, and since you are a, a halfling, it's, you know, it, it almost comes up to your waist. Can I help you? Hopeful friend. Clicks its gears some more and holds out two claws. <laughs> kind of beeps at you. Oh, I know that dialogue, that dialect. Of was, that, was that your version of a beep? Yeah. Yeah, what's this, friend? Something in those claws for me? Or are you getting a trim? Out kind of very aggressively at this point and is like pushing, waving them at you. Like, it's asking you to, to give it something. Oh. Yeah, sure. Here, you can hold on to one of these. You might use it later on, and I hand him one of the explosive devices. Uh, it kind of turns the, the explosive device around in its claws, puts it on its back, and some of the little, like, metal clasps on the back there tuck it into place, and it crawls up the wall, skittering very quickly, um, and grasps onto the um, craggy ceiling uh, of this natural cave and so, helps you arrange uh, the bombs as you as you need them. Oh, that's not why I get. It. I want him to blow up too. Either two things happen: he explodes, or or he goes uh, through one hell of a hell of a ride. If you want, if you have dungeoneering, you can roll it, and I'll. I'll... Do I have dungeoneering? Do, I mean, do you? Ah, thirty-one. How's a thirty-one? Uh, you know that I'm a fucking it's, a, it's a gear ghost, and you know that gear ghosts are basically, they like to create traps. And oh. it's, it's that you're creating a trap, and it is it is helping you. Though you quickly forget that as later on you continue down in the dungeon, and you meet another one after your Will-O-Wisp encounter. But what do you mean I for once, Anna Gallus isn't that talkative. So as we flash back to the present, and you throw the red cap, in the air, and say that it's going to be a blast. What begins to happen, Anna Gallus? Uh, at the utterance of that word, explosions rock the cavern as tiny pellets of cold iron are shot at supersonic speed in cones from the ceiling and the walls all throughout the room, no doubt eviscerating the smaller CR fake creatures, and any that aren't killed, because they're, you know, too tough or whatever, are quite brutally maimed, uh, and through all of this, Anna Gallus is standing perfectly still as pellets whiz by him, some only feet from his head. So as you're standing amidst the rubble, Anna Gallus, and all of the fae that were surrounding you are either knocked cold or, in the case of some of the uh, less 
strong or talented fae uh, dead. Yeah, I just set off like seven <laughs> magical playbooks, yes. You kind of stand up and dust the rubble off yourself, and you see it coming down from deeper in the cavern um, are your real party members uh, who seem to be walking quite a bit faster um, and have a determined look in their eyes. I told you this would work. I knew what it from did the you, beginning. What did you just say? I, I can't hear you. everything so I, loud. I told you this would work. <laughs> I don't know why he insisted on in being in the blast radius. I, I couldn't wear earplugs. I would have given up the gimmick. <laughs> All right, let's get the hell out of here. Where's the barbarian? Okay, so flashback. Now we're kind of zooming in on Charkston Pendleton and uh, Edgar, what's Edgar's last name? Edgar Lawson. Uh, as the basically the zoom in happens after an eye goes into my hand, I grab it. You see my eyes go white and they blink away. Oh shit, they're all there. We're done. We're gonna die. That's it. They're all there. Not so fast. What, do you have an escape plan? Uh, no. <laughs> I, was ta- I was talking to them. Does anybody have a way to... I mean, do we... Do we have any, can we kill them all? Uh, most of them, but I can't guarantee mean? all of them. What do you mean? I, I can't reveal it because it would ruin how cool it is. All right, all right. It, I guess. I how can do we buy sit? some time with illusions. All right, cool. Then... How do we get out of here? I say, we dig. dig. Did you bring a shovel? I did. <laughs> uh, and looking around, uh, Edgar just looks at Edgar looks at Shriver, and you just see Edgar smiles as the thoughts in Shriver's mind are being detected. Edgar nods and looks at the rest of the party. Thank God for these prying eyes. Morgabur rest his soul. And flicks the marble up into the air, and but catches it in real time. It's a transition scene, listeners. Whoa! Nice. Ooh, I like, like that. The, the camera like pans all the way, like up to full three sixty as you catch it again. <laughs> and you catch it, and you're like two years old in your crib. <laughs> oh shit! That's how. Yeah, that's ooh. So as they have that absolutely impeccable transition scene from Lucy, you have all returned. You are now, you know, basically in a cave-in at this point. What comes next? So right. now we drink them? No, it's, it's about so that time. Fellas, I, I gotta be honest with you, this was for a different encounter that I thought was gonna happen, but uh, since we're kind of boned here, let's say we drink these uh, these potions I have prepared. What potions are they, Truxton? Ah, yeah, that's a great question. The potions of digging. <laughs> I don't, is that a spell? Um, it lets you go on that. It lets you go on that old website. Ah, it's a <laughs> burrow. Yeah, so you all take your burrow potions, and I've got a special one for myself. And I, I look around at the you know remaining dryads, and I say, "Suck on my wet willy, you dry asses!" And then I take the potion and I turn it into liquid. Ooh. He's doing his best. Impressive. I knew what was going to happen, and I'm still surprised. <laughs> so as you all down your potions of, of burrow, burrowing, uh, and Chuxton downs his uh, uh, liquefied potion, uh, you begin pushing your way through the dirt and stone and rubble uh, and moving upwards uh, towards what you hope is the surface outside the Pestilent Palace for a quick getaway with the sword that you have managed to nab. And uh, Truxton slurps along behind you. And then it's like a breath right when you feel like things are starting to get kind of suffocating. You wonder how long you've been digging through the earth. Edgar, your head hits the fresh air. But unfortunately, the digging that you did did not put you outside the Pestilent Palace. Wait, what do you mean? Safe into the forest. Or you could easily slip away. Oh, come on. We have a, someone with a plus two survival. <laughs> <laughs> you end up on the edge of the ground, setting <laughs> off a similar alarm spell to the one that you set off when you first entered. Though, fortunately, there is no amber jelly that pops out and uh, imprisons you. Uh, but there are some loud sirens and screaming 
uh, cutting through the air, and you hear a thunder in your feet as you start catching your bearings, realizing that you did not burrow out quite as far as you had hoped, and a variety of fae and uh, dogs, very much like the uh, hounds that had kind of ran off when you set off the alarm the first time, uh, are approaching you. If anybody wants to roll knowledge nature, I could tell you what kind of creatures these are. Oh, they better not be troll hounds or I'll be upset. And I have rolled for their initiative, so one of them might take a swipe at you. Does anybody have knowledge nature other than me? Uh, I can I do our I uh, 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 trucks and ways. Yeah, Truxton won the herb content. Wait, I, I have knowledge nature. Oh, and I've rolled total trash. <laughs> uh, 17 bad. is enough just because you have been in the this like fey forest for a little bit at this point, Truxton. Is enough that you know that the fey are connected to the wild hunt. You don't know much more, though. Is that spelled a Y or an I? An I. Please do Fellas, the fey have got something to do with the Witcher 3. <laughs> Um, it all so, goes back to GameStop. It's all uh, back to GameStop. You realize that the, these do- there are more than just the two dogs that you had run into. There are dozens of them, along with uh, dozens of fae on, on horseback that are all beginning to close in around you, and one uh, shoots a bow towards Anagallis. Or shoots an arrow from his bow towards Anagallis. No! D20 plus 26. Oh, Jesus. Does a 38 hit you, Anagallis? Fuck! Yes! I'm it's not flat-footed. second edition. I'm not flat-footed, <laughs> though. Dude, we're level 10, right? I'll be okay. I might be okay. It's only a curse. Uh, take 16 damage. Two of that is cold. As an arrow pierces into your shoulder. Oh, it's somehow refreshing and painful. <laughs> it feels like if you've ever uh, like tried to wipe your nose right after you put like Vicks vapor rub on your chest, that's exactly what it feels like. I've never done either of those things. I've never once wiped my nose. How it feels to chew strad gum. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Wow. Uh, they are, you know, these horses and hounds are closing in on you and all of these bows begin to point towards you and for a second here, it feels like everything's over. You've had your moment where you got to surprise the Fae and disappear the artifact safely tucked into your, uh, your grasp. But it's at this moment that the ground begins to rumble underneath your feet, nearby where you had all dug up. Flashback, Edgar, you just realized from your eyes that you'd cast to kind of scout ahead and scout behind, keep an eye on everything. That there are dryads in the empty, now empty prison. And all of you are talking about what to do next. What do you all want to do? If there's, you think there's anything we can smash? That might be the best solution here. No, it won't be. I already have the solution for that part of the problem. Yes, we decided on the bombings and... Hey, don't ruin the surprise, asshole. I know you can look inside my brain, but the other ones can't. By the way, I assume that means you can't see inside the barbarians at all, right? Oh, I can't. Doesn't that have, have an intelligence rating of at least three or higher to have a mind to be read? That's a fair point. Shut up, stupid bitch. You know what? Fine. I'll figure it out on your own. I'm going to go grab some of that fucking treasure back there. You yeah, go back to your community college, idiot. <laughs> Jesus! Yeah, I'm gonna lead us too. Deal with it. I went to Cambridge. Can't you tell? Uh, Liv Shriver, what I, do you do? I, I stomp off back into the chamber where we found the sword, and I'm just gonna gather more. But the whole time I'm thinking, fuck them. I've got a ten intelligence, which is average. For <laughs> a dumbass. Um, you know, you find some more treasure. A lot of it seems to be weird, magical fey artifacts that you're not quite sure how they work. Um, but there are, you know, a handful of gems and gold pieces. Uh, probably, a, you know, a couple rare stones and gold pieces to total about, uh, what's a decent amount? 200, 300? Sure. <laughs> you find about 300 gold pieces worth of loot and uh, begin to kind of like 
push back into, you know, because you go into that little almost storage closet-esque area of the cavern, and you start to push back because there's, you know, there's more shelves, so maybe there's going to be some more loot um, better than what you've found so far. Um, go ahead and make me a perception check. Uh-oh. Uh, 18. Uh, you, natural don't, form. you don't notice anything. Um, you keep pushing on through the darkness. Do you have dark vision? No. Unless somebody casts a spell. No. I was pretty... Lucy, did you cast dark vision on everyone earlier? Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, I know you're just saying, oh, yeah, but... <laughs> it's definitely on my spell list. It I, I'm pretty sure... <laughs> if, she is, uh, if, if not, you were fighting the going or something. you were also in the darkness. So you're kind of pushing in through, through the darkness, and there is just this huge, hulking figure in front of you. Uh, <clears throat> I, I put and a... And when I say huge, I mean, it's, it's fucking huge. I uh, back off just a little bit and uh, put a hand on my sword hilt. Ugh. I should have known they'd have this guarded a little bit better than they, than it seems. Reveal yourself, beast. Uh, there is a roar as two eyes pop open in the darkness, uh, kind of like glittering goldish yellow eyes, and the figure stretches up. And right as you realize that there is a giant adult green dragon in front of you, uh, 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 <laughs> uh, it reached like it's risen up, but just as quickly it whips its head back down to try and bite you. Uh, uncanny dodge. Uh, I don't think it works like that. Oh, <laughs> I also don't have it. Uh, does a 37 hit you? Yeah. Uh, take 24 points of damage um, as it roars loudly. You are not fae. Now it's your turn. What'd you do after it gets its little surprise attack on you? Uh, I I guess I kind of just like run and hope it doesn't pursue. Run away from the dragon? Yeah, is is it changed? Uh, it is. Well, actually. Well, I mean, I- I just (laughs) I'm, I'm just trying to run away so I can figure out if it's chained. Oh, so if okay. You wanna... so if you retreat back into the storage cavern... Yeah, I'll, I'll run. Take a run action. It's a bit too narrow for the dragon uh, to reach its uh, entire body into. Um, so you see its like face at the uh, right when the tunnel starts to, to widen into the cavern. And it's, uh, it kind of shouts, You can run. But my poison always finds you. Um, and go ahead and roll a perception check. 26. Uh, you notice, um, and it might be because the dragon's like straining to reach you that you kind of catch this, uh, but the dragon has uh, shackles around uh, its back legs uh, that uh, kind of been enchanted to, to bind it to this area. Hmm. <clears throat> I approach, but not close enough to get into its reach, and I say, seems an awful shame that a great beast like you shackled up underground. How'd that come to be? I serve Arlancha. It's not often you hear of a a green dragon serving a fey overlord. Usually y'all work with your own kind. Seems like both of us are in a bit of a predicament. I serve Arlancha. I'm gonna go into a rage and attempt to sunder the dragon. Okay. I, I think maybe there's a spell on it. Okay. So I charge at it and then I hit it with my sunder and I can dispel spells with the sunder attacks. Okay. So. Roll on and roll to hit. Uh, 39. Uh, versus their CMD. AC or C? CMD. Uh. uh CMD. What is that on the statues? A 39 will hit. Um, how much does it beat it by? Okay, then it beats it by four. Spells or spell-like abilities are just suppressed for a round. For a round? Yeah. Um, there's a weird, as your, um, what weapon do you use? It's a great sword. As your great sword um, kind of cleaves into the scaly flesh of the dragon's neck, it bolts upright again, 
uh, and lets out just like a terrifying screech, just coincidentally right about as the bombs go off. So it kind of just adds to the whole giant, loud explosion noises. And it says, where am I? What is going on? Seems like you've been taken captive by someone named Arlantia, the owner of this pestilent palace. I can let you go if you promise not bite me again. Uh, the dragon kind of notices the uh, wounds that it inflicted on you, but then also kind of notices all the loot that you have. It's like, what? Why should I not bite you? How do I know you're not working for Arlantia? If I was working for Arlantia, why would I be trying to free you? And why would I be trying to take her gold? Uh, you do make an excellent point. Because I'm so smart. Well, you are a barbarian. <laughs> and a human. True. Both of which are less superior dragons. But you can release me. If I cut the chains, will you not kill you. If I cut the chains, will you stay out from under her spell? The dragon kind of thinks, for now, hopefully I can escape from here and return to my home. Be far <laughs> enough away so that the magic will not have hold. I cut the chains. I'd fuck a cloaca. Alright. Uh, spend some time sundering the chains and the dragon is released. It kind of looks around and it's like, I'll have to find a way to make it to the surface. Oh, I think I've got an idea. And then we flash forward. And you flash forward. Um, and for those of you that are currently surrounded by a variety of wild hunt archers and hounds, uh, the ground beneath you is rumbling and shaking until it's almost like it's going so fast it almost feels like it's not moving at all. And then a burst of rubble and grass and mud goes flying everywhere as your barbarian friend bursts from underground riding an adult green dragon uh, who begins wreaking havoc on the uh, fey warriors surrounding you, uh, leaving you enough opportunity to stealth away if you so desire. I hate that guy. Who's the dumbass <laughs> now, Anna Gallus? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and as you discuss game stocks, GameStop stocks and cloacas and what it would feel like to put your dick inside of a cloaca. Uh, you, Wouldn't that be cool? You stealth away. Um, and if you turn back and look towards the, the fray on the outskirts of the grounds of the Pestilent Palace, uh, you see charred and blackened corpses of fey scattered around with sizzling acid pools and a green dragon uh, wings spread wide taking off into the sky flying high above the forest already pretty far away from the palace you begin your trek back the way you came i have to say i you still owe me the two copper pieces for the marble oh yeah of course have you been smoking more in a in a bur bur Alice? There's me? a lot of dust from the explosion. Wait, what, is, what is Lucy's character? Edgar. Edgar, that's right. Okay, you're Anna Borealis or whatever. Aurora Borealis. Yeah, Aurora Borealis. Yeah, you make a good point there, Edgar. Hold on, I reach into my bag of holding. Here, take some for the tip. It's I throw you a platinum. I, I catch it and then I accidentally drop it. When <laughs> oh, no. you look down and Truxton's already swooped in, picked it up, and put it in his bag before you know, Fellas, I'm thinking for the uh, great service and uh, hell of a time that the uh, uh, gnome here has given us, and especially me, we should probably swing by GameStop on the way to uh, turn this thing in. It's not like it's going anywhere. Fellas, that sounds like a deal. So, as you all make your way back to the forest... And take the time that you need, um, pass by where you originally made your first camp and had that run in with Lutnica. Oh, um, guys, do you remember? Do you remember this? It happened like 10 minutes ago. <laughs> it was 10 minutes. We weren't even here yet. But you pass through that and then begin coming to smaller farming towns uh, where you set up camp 
outside of the town, close enough so that you can see what's going on, but far enough away that nobody's keeping an eye on y'all. But you set up camp for the night, I assume set up your, your general watches and eyes and all of that sort of thing. Uh, Edgar? Yes. Can I ask you something about uh, those creepy little eyes you got? I hope they don't pry too much. Okay, that, well, that sort of answered my question, so never mind. (laughs) (laughs) No, you know the weirdest thing I saw with these? Let's hear it. I sent them out, and they floated around. I woke up, and one landed in my hand. Something stood over me as I slept. Was it me? (laughs) Uh, Not that I've done that, just... I mean, it might have been Curious. actually the height. Sounds spooky. Hey, Aurora Borealis, I got a quick question. What? Fuck you. That wasn't a question, but it was funny. I'm telling you, you're ready for Skull and Bones. <laughs> you all are deeply, deeply disturbing to be you, know, you, have to, you have to crawl through the world wound, and you got to piss on the chained up Rovagug. <laughs> Liam is in the corner reading uh, Fennigan's wake. Hey, that reminds <laughs> me of that movie. <laughs> he understands it. Jesus. Now, you have to have at least a 12 intelligence to understand. I don't know. If that, I think if you have higher than a 12, you don't understand it. That actually should be in Like, if you're smart enough, you just don't understand, like, basic social cues and things. I think that would be funny. That's how I play <laughs> all of my characters. You That's mean how you dump charisma. Oh, yeah. It's a perfect, oh, yeah. uh, perfect play. Yeah, it's a sliding scale, and on one side's charisma, on the other side's intelligence. And you have to. Once you get to a twenty intelligence, all you can really understand is graphic novels. Yeah, have you, I mean, like, have you guys seen like, celebrities? Very charming, a lot of times. Not the most intelligent people. I saw that on Celebrity Jeopardy once. I mean, if you think about it, we say some dumbass shit often. It's just our lives aren't publicized. Yeah, exactly. Can you imagine if tabloids were hounding memes? That would be, they would be so bored. Uh, you know, in terms of disruption, where problematic tweets would just become an on the hour thing. If the tabloids were following that, purposely glue my hand to the table and be like, oh. All right, so we make, we make camp and we rest. <laughs> some people are arguing over hash browns, some people are just eating. There's no argument. Yeah, what so you, hash browns? You all begin resting and the next morning whether you're heading off to GameStop to sell your stocks or return to Ogden by and uh, announce a successful mission um, you all wake up and look around as you begin packing to leave and realize something. Truxton Pendleton is gone. That's oh. Don't worry I'm just a GameStop. But did you eat him? And I look at uh, I look at Will's character. What? I think that's right. Did you eat him? We don't and know. That's the end of Sam's broadcast. Derek that was good up, guys. Lots of laughs. It's not actually the uh, end. Derek has to, I don't know. He has this. I know, but it's, come on. It's the end of the one I'm paying attention to. That's one of the best laughs I've ever gotten from you. <laughs> 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 What are y'all gonna do the next time y'all get together and oh, Derek and you see each other and Derek just shoots himself? Derek's gonna go school shooter. I don't even care. I would like to. Derek, come shoot me right now because after hearing Jeff laugh like that, I feel like he's really done, done well. Yeah, like, what else could like? That could beat this. It's, it was funny because it was neat and true. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, it was both a it dig was not, and It was something. not true, Derek. I'm listening to what you say. Yeah, as much as I'm listening to you in every other situation. <laughs> He's listening to you as much as he listens to oh. me. Oh, okay. That's all right. good. Well, we don't want to lie to Derek. I'm all laughed out now. Uh, so you uh, go talk to Ogden. He uh, points you back towards Galorian uh, to deliver the goods. Uh, Samana issues you, ushers you in to Galarian's chambers, and he is uh, sitting at a, a stone desk kind of makeshift thing, uh, pouring over some maps. When you walk in, he almost doesn't notice you for like 30, 40 seconds, but then uh, his head rises. Back so soon, huh? 
Well, I hope you've taken the time while you're on your little heist mission to uh, figure out what you wanted from me. If you remember, the terms of our agreement was one, I guess the word for it is a wish, so what what do you all want? Uh, Leave pipes in and goes, uh, you know, being a man of strength and power and intelligence is nice, but I'm always worried I'm going to get caught after smashing the wrong vault, so I've heard tale of wizards and sorcerers having the ability to uh, get away from situations like that. It, anything like that would be, you know, helpful for me to continue on with my life's work. Yes. Uh, Galarian, like, picks a, like, a, a pebble off of the cave floor and then uh, etches a rune into it and says, keep that on your, keep that on your person and you can cast the spell known as Getaway, which is uh, what I think you were referring to as a spell-like ability at will. Uh, thank you, sir. How about the rest of you? Well, you know that I've, uh, I assume by wish, you mean both like the figurative what I want, but also literally the spell that you wizards have. Well, um, it's a little, uh, more grandiose than that. Name it and I'll figure out if I can do it. No, I want a mansion and servants and I want to lift a finger again. Oh, that's easy. Spend the night where you normally live and in the morning a man will come with a deed and... Your butler and your under butler and your valet and valet and some footman and a chauffeur and a gardener and a, a lady's maid for if you ever get married and some regular maids and whatever. Yeah, this is a fucking does. farm. This is a fucking farm in Nermathos. It's right Wait, outside. Are you Fandor. Delton Abbey? Yes. Jeff, you have your own Carson. Ah, uh, finally. I'm landed gentry. That was uh, easier than I thought it would be. Anyone else? I want to be turned into a dwarf prince, but everybody thinks I'm still the dwarf prince. Oh, uh, Glimmerhold has a vacancy. Very good. Okay, these are uh, violently weird requests. <laughs> and, and you. I just want to be permanently invisible. That's something interesting. What are those? I, don't, I don't want to be noticed unless I want to be ever again. Uh, he reaches into, like, a, a component pouch and pulls out what looks like to be, like, a, a bit of a bone shard of... Oh, what are those? Nightwalk? Nightstalkers? Is that what they're called? The ones that I mean, they're... Are, in, the, you know what? He, he, he pulls uh, out... Shadows, or...? He pulls out what looks like a, uh, a bit of, like, a will-o'-wisp husk, and he does a little bit of magic on it. And, here, same as, uh, same as your... Friendly of uh, just hold that on you, and whenever you want to be invisible, it'll s- stick to you. But when you don't, just tell it not to stick to you. Wonderful. I immediately do this. Now you uh, want to hand over the sword, please? Oh yeah, darn! I thought you get. Hear my feet furiously pattering away as I run away with the sword. <laughs> I uh, reach into my handy haversack on my chest, pull out the sword. But do you? Do you, Jeff? I That's reach where my, my fake sword went. I reach, I reach into my handy haversack. Uh, wait, what? Maybe it's in the uh, other... Hold on, hold on. Oh, God. You, you see uh, one of the, like, uh, like almost imperceptible, like, vein kind of move in his forehead. And then he looks at you all. So you you don't have it? No, we do. Uh, hold on, hold on. We, well, hold on. Wait, we know the guy who does. Well, uh, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you a... <laughs> ah, I'll give you a chance to look, but you know it's more important that the, the other sword got where you hey. placed it. You did do that, right? Yeah. Yeah. By the way, can I change my wish to have the sword? No. <laughs> the magic's already been done. Oh, well, that's a shame. You should have thought of that before. Damn it! I'm sorry, sir. It was that damn gnome. Oh, who'd have thought that we couldn't trust Preston Pendleton? Damn blue eyes. Wait, wait, wait. The gnome. The gnome I sent with you. Bertrand? Who? No. It was Truxton Pendleton. <laughs> the, the vein in his forehead is, like, more significant <laughs> now. It looks like a caterpillar. <laughs> huh. You don't know that name. Oh, I I, I do a little bit. Uh, hmm. You know what? <laughs> you all have... Uh, 
half succeeded, so I, I can't be too angry. But I hope to uh, make up for this and for creating a little bit of extra work for me. Uh, if I ever need help on another job, uh, you all will uh, agree to help. Oh, yeah, swing sure. by, just swing by the chateau. Yeah, I'm just I'm getting paid lots of money right now. I'll be out of business for a while until you know you want me back, and then I will go back <clears> to business for a bit. Um, I'll be at a uh, Cragadon, I think. Glimmer hole. <laughs> there we uh, that one in. Uh, okay, uh, he he shuffles you out, and you can tell he's kind of frustrated, but he lets you go. Maybe a month later, you all are on a mission for Galorian. You all wake up in uh, some estate that uh, Anna Gallus has gained access to outside of uh, using his connections outside of uh, uh, one of the major cities in Osirian. You walk outside and you hear uh, church bells ringing. It is a... It is the a tenth of Saramnith, and uh, you all are walking outside uh, through a swirl of activity as the Sunrot Festival, held only on the day of the summer solstice every year, is going on. Galarian has asked you to infiltrate a, a temple of Serenry to get back some artifact that they keep encased within the altar. This is, of course, the perfect day to do it, because they have more or less abdicated the the, uh, the main temple. So, uh, you walk in, there's a boy uh, standing outside the temple passing out newspapers. It says, uh, it's just, like, news about the festival, and information about the war in Nermathos that you all have left behind temporarily. You, it's Pretty easy smash and grab job. You get it, you get out, and you leave and try uh, using Weave's uh, new getaway power. You all are able to get far enough away where the, the next morning, using your new advanced levels, you're able to uh, teleport back to Galarian. But for the night, you stay at a hotel or another estate or whatever you all would do. And the next morning, you wake up. And you're at an estate that Anagallis has somehow procured uh, somewhere in one of the major cities of Osirian. Uh, today is festival on the 10th of Serenrith. Uh, Galarian has given you a job to do. There is a artifact he needs that's encased in the altar of one of the major temples, and it is more or less vacant today. So you walk to the temple... And there's a boy outside, and he's got a newspaper. It's basically just information about uh, the Sunrot Festival and all the activities for that day. And some information about the war that's going on in Nermathos that you all left behind temporarily. It's a pretty easy smash-and-grab job. You get in, you get out. Leave uses his new getaway ability to move you off a couple miles. That way, you're unseen. The next morning, you either stay at a hotel or one of Anagallis' estates or something like that. But you sleep for the night, and you're going to move on to get out of Galarian's debt the next morning. The next morning, you wake up. You're staying at an estate somewhere outside of Assyrian. It's the largest city. Today is the day of the Sunrock Festival. And it goes on and on and on. If it makes you feel any better, you get a perfect breakfast every morning. But we do have one last retcon. Uh, Truxton Pendleton, you find yourself wandering around a forest. You know you were supposed to be in Fandar, trying to avoid those who would be otherwise pursuing you. But for whatever reason, you ended up here and you feel like, you know, maybe, maybe this is just as good. You kind of walk for 20, 30 minutes, not really knowing what's going on. But then you find a a large palace with uh, what seems to be some kind of a party or event going on inside. Uh, what do you do? Um, I guess I'll uh, start heading to the party, see if any of them, see if maybe I can find something that'll jog my memory as to why I'm here. Uh, inside there's just a bunch of uh, fey creatures uh, 
pixies, centaurs, dryads, redcaps, what name, what have you, uh, getting high and drunk uh, in the corner of the room. Uh, a little bit out of place is another gnome that's surrounded by uh, other creatures. Uh, very, uh, he's he's very uh, braggadocious about some kind of mission that some mysterious but wealthy benefactor sent him on. Uh, I'm gonna try to listen in on that. This guy, he's uh, just like offering me free money, and he said even like a wish or whatever. So I figure, you know, I do it. I'm I'm the best at what I do, so. I'll take this mission. All I have to do is meet up with these four schmucks in the forest and, and get them get them here, and I guess they'll know what to do from there. But, boy, maybe I shouldn't have drank so much. Ooh, this, uh, but, you know, I'm, I'm the best. And the, the creatures around him are kind of rolling their eyes, ignoring him. This guy seems like a real loser. Yeah, he's a- To be drinking and smoking on the job. I simply yeah. cannot imagine. Uh, he kind of notices you... Oh, it's not often I see another gnome around here. What's your name, kid? You want to go GameStop? Okay, don't call me kid. Yes, I want to go to GameStop. Those things might seem contradictory. They're not. Games are for adults now. Uh, and also, fuck you. <laughs> My name's Truxton. Uh, your name, I assume, is Condescending Bitch. Yeah, it's a family name. I don't really like it, but it was my dad's name, so, you know. Oh, more you know. Listen, uh... You know anything about, uh, you know, sex? Oh, after maybe. Uh, you know anything about this this place? You know where they might keep stuff. You mean the party or no stuff where they would keep stuff that they don't want party goers getting? Right. I mean, like, you mean stuff at that's in this clearing or it's, it's, it's a palace? All oh, right. Sorry, I I'm drunk. <laughs> oh, I understand. Uh, well, you know, if I was them, I'd be keeping it in the attic or the basement, probably. You got good instincts. I gotta go, I guess. I'm supposed to meet Well, here, up. let me... Do you want to take a look around before you meet up with these people? Maybe find somewhere secluded. Look <laughs> out. I, I mean, I guess. I guess uh, you want to come look for trapdoors hey, and shit? Hey, you me? were the one who was hitting on me. I, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go look for some trapdoors. He, he kind of, as he's walking, he's explaining that he's supposed to meet these four people at this farmhouse, like, a mile down the road. Uh, and you, I guess you go into the kitchens or whatever. Uh, <clears throat> and then he he takes another sip out of his flask, and uh, that's kind of it. And he just kind of passes out. Well, uh... I'm going to slit his throat. Oh, yeah. oh boy, that was really quick. Uh, gurgle, gurgle, gurgle. Okay. He says as he dies. Goodbye, condescending bitch. And I'm going to put him in a washing machine. What? Hitman yeah. style. <clears throat> All right, now oh. to go find this group. Oh. Um, and, and you do. You find a, a psychic, a sorcerer, a very smart barbarian, and a rogue. And hey, were any of you looking for a condescending bitch? I think we just found one. There we go. If you said no, I was just going to say my name's Truxton. Uh, we fast forward to the point where you all find the sword. Truxton, as whoever picked up the sword, picks it up. Uh, your rapier uh, kind of shoots off this weird energy into you, and you like black out for a moment, and you see a couple images. Uh, you see a half-orc man taking a vial of your piss and pouring it into some sort of keg to enhance the flavors. Uh, you see a half-elf woman looking in shock as looking in shock at you and then she tells you somebody named Greg passed away and you feel a sense of... Relief. <laughs> Relief, grief, you know. Different different strokes for different folks. Different beefs. Um... <clears throat> You see a a paladin man walking towards you to give you a hug, uh, and you see a you're underground, and you see a Svernevlin woman approach you and just say, "Fuck you, Truxton." Fuck and you. And then 
blue vial flies from some kind of golem and hits you and then you wake up again. You don't know why. You don't necessarily recognize any of these people. Uh, but you get the sense deep down in your gut that that sword should not go to whoever they want to take it back to. So you escape. There's dragons and bombs and invisibility and illusion and burrowing. And as the group falls asleep, you put your hand in the handy haversack. You pass a reflex save. Nice. <laughs> Good And you get the sword and you slink off quietly into the night where you're going. You don't know. And that's the end of the broadcast. This podcast uses trademarks and or copyrights owned by Paizo Incorporated, which are used under Paizo's community use policy. We are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. This podcast is not published, endorsed, or specifically approved by Paizo Incorporated. For more information about Paizo's community use policy, please visit paizo.com forward slash community use. For more information about Paizo Incorporated and Paizo products, please visit paizo.com. Iron Fang Invasion is copyright 2017. Iron Fang Invasion and the Pathfinder Adventure Bath are trademarks of Paizo. Paizo.